Welcome to Wonder, a podcast for curious kids. Hello, Wonder. Have you ever wondered if there was a real-life female James Bond? This is the story of Christina Scarbeck, also known as Christine Granville, or Madame Marchand, or Jacqueline Armand, or just plain Pauline. It's the tale of a female undercover agent, clever disguises, microfilms hidden in winter gloves, rubber-coated cyanide pills, and so many very close shaves. Chrissy, as she was known by her friends, was a Polish countess with a remarkable ability to keep cool under pressure. She became Britain's longest serving female spy during the Second World War, winning many medals for her bravery. On one mission, Christina and her colleague were stopped at a German checkpoint. They were carrying top secret information and knew they could face the firing squad if caught. She watched as the soldiers searched others ahead of them noticing they would pocket any valuables they found. As Christina reached the front of the line, she tugged hard on her cut glass necklace. The thread broke and the beads rolled on the floor. Christina cried, Oh, my diamonds! The soldiers dived to the ground, searching for the missing stones. This gave Christina just enough time to escape as bullets started to whistle past. Christina was born in Russian-controlled Poland on the 1st of May, 1908. Her parents were Count Jerzy Skarbek and his wife, Stefania Goldfeder, who came from a wealthy Jewish family. She was a bright but rebellious child, expelled from her convent school when she dared to set fire to the priest's cassock during Mass. When she was 22 years old, Christina went to work in the salesroom of the Fiat Motor Company. She soon became ill from the car's toxic fumes. This caused permanent damage to her lungs. She was sent to the mountains to recover and to ski. These two significant details would one day save her life. Christina was travelling through southern Africa with her husband, a dashing Polish diplomat, when the war broke out. They made arrangements to return to Europe by boat. Whilst aboard, they heard that Hitler had invaded their beloved homeland. So what do you do when your country has been occupied by the enemy and you can't get home? For Christina, the answer was simple. When their ship docked in England, Christina marched into the office of the Secret Intelligence Service, more commonly known as MI6. She demanded the British employ her as a smuggler and a spy. She offered to carry information backwards and forwards over the mountains between German-occupied Poland and the outside world. The British government was desperate for information about what was happening behind enemy lines. On one trip, Christina was travelling through Poland when her train was stopped and searched. A German officer entered the carriage and sat down beside her. Christina smiled. She leaned forward and confided, Sir, I have done something terribly naughty. I have a pack of black market tea that I'm taking to my mother. I don't know what to do. Who could refuse the request of this beautiful young woman? The officer stashed the parcel in his luggage as other soldiers carried out the search never touching the bag of a senior officer. When they reached their destination, he handed it back unopened. 
Little did he know that he was betraying his country. The parcel wasn't full of tea, but top secret information. That same year, Christina's photo appeared in every railway station in Poland. Her cover was blown, along with fellow agent Andrzej Kowarski. But Christina was suffering from flu, and she begged Andre to wait a couple of days for them to escape. Christina was also waiting for a microfilm, which had important evidence of the Nazis' plans. At four in the morning, the Gestapo, the German secret police, burst through the door of the apartment where they were staying in Budapest. They were taken in for brutal interrogation. Christina was coughing heavily from her infection. She bit down on her tongue so hard it began to bleed. She coughed again, and it looked like she was coughing up blood, a well-known symptom of tuberculosis. There was no cure for TB at the time, and it was contagious. A doctor took an x-ray to check his diagnosis. There on her lungs were signs of appalling scarring. Knowing nothing of her past life, the Germans, who were terrified of catching TB, released the two prisoners. Christina and Andre hurried to the British Embassy. There they were given new identities. Chrissy became Christine Granville and Andre Andrew Kennedy, names they would keep for the rest of their lives. Christina was then smuggled out of Hungary in the trunk of the British ambassador's Chrysler, with Andrew following behind in his Opal sports car. During their escape, Christine hadn't forgotten the all-important microfilm which she picked up from a contact in Belgrade. They drove to Bulgaria where Chrissy passed it on to her British handler. Here was evidence of Germans amassing troops and weapons on the Russian border. This was the first time the British had heard of Operation Barbarossa, the codename for Germany's planned invasion of Russia. Andrew and Chrissy drove on to Turkey, Syria, Lebanon and Palestine until they reached Cairo in Egypt, headquarters of the British spy service, the Special Operations Executive, or SOE. Wartime Cairo was an exciting place, full of parties and intrigue, but for Christine it also meant work. For two years she underwent extensive undercover training. She learned complex Morse code, radio skills, how to parachute into enemy territory, use explosives, and to kill a man silently with a knife. Christine was now ready to be sent into German-occupied France as a female field operative. Such agents often survived just six weeks before being captured. Soon after she arrived in France, Christine was confronted by a German patrol. She was carrying a secret map printed on a square of silk. Unruffled, she took the map from her bag, she shook it out and tied it around her head like a scarf. 1940s style. Christine had a huge amount of charm. She was adored by men, women, and even animals. Once, she and some other agents were hiding from German soldiers in a bush. An Alsatian dog was sent in to sniff them out. They were almost certain to be discovered. As it approached, Christine threw her arms around the dog's neck and it lay down beside her, never giving them away. For the rest of the war, it was made an honorary member of the Free French Forces. Despite having saved countless lives, when the fighting was over, Christine was informed that her services were no longer needed. She couldn't return to her beloved Poland because it was now occupied by the Soviet Union. She was stateless and had to fight tooth and nail to be granted a British passport. Sometime after the end of the Second World War, Christine had dinner with a fellow intelligence officer by the name of Ian Fleming. 
When he sat down to write his first James Bond story several years later, he remembered the Polish beauty and her amazing tales of intrigue. It is said she became the inspiration for Vesper Lind, the female double agent, in his book Casino Royale. But what about the real Christina Scarbeck? Who and what was she fighting for? Today, the Wonder Podcast was read to you by Lucasta Cummings. It was written by Henrietta McMicking and produced by Henrietta McMicking and Camilla Akers-Douglas.